Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, speed versus velocity, first aid course injury, A&E chaos, cat's eyes and cats on boats. Now, Lippy. Hello. It's just started. We've just done it again, haven't we? We have. We have. Yes. I was very careful when I connected to Riverside that it was using the right mm. microphone. And after six minutes, I checked and it had the wrong one. So I don't know what's going on there. No, but the sh- I'm shocked. Well, you can hear the difference now. Yeah, well, hopefully I'll be able to pick it up straight away this now because... Well, let's hope so. The problem is, though, when you if you switch it, it's obvious. But if you come into it, it's mm. just what, what it is. It's, it's hard to and remember the quality. I'm not the most observant of people. <laughs> That's true. Do you know what? I'm just going to turn my lights on. Hang on. Alexa, turn the garden room on. Okay. Hey. <laughs> Jolly good. <laughs> Thrilling podcast stuff. Anyway, to carry on, well, actually, to repeat to what we've just done. Yeah, to start again. So last week, we talked about the sign outside McDonald's in Guildford. Yes. And you picked up on the fact that it said uh, open two. And mm. I said, well, I think I've written it down wrong. I've just put it in the notes and it should be until. Well, I checked on Street View and it's worse than both of those. It is open till. Now, they could have got away <laughs> with a apostrophe beforehand. That mm. would have been okay but no apostrophe and no un definitely not so what started as confusion over times has now rolled into how did you call it a grammar wrongen grammar wrongen Mm. correct now unfortunately the surprise of this joke is now lost uh, oh but now i can act like i knew what it meant (laughs) (laughs) so screaming tomato down under sent me what he calls a fun fact but what we used to call was bizarre hour that started at 3 30 uh in the office and it is the keenow reeves movie speed had no director if it had direction it would have been called velocity (laughs) i understand and i like it (laughs) (laughs) due to the fact we've re-recorded this you could explain what velocity is or not i i think it was speed with direction is called Correct. velocity. Yeah, sorry. I was in my head I was like, was it speed with or speed plus? No, it's uh, sort of the same thing. Same really. same. Speed, yeah. yeah, speed with with velocity. And the Screaming Tomatoes stepdaughter is getting married in December of this year. Uh, we send our congratulations. And they're tying the knot in the Q station in Sydney, which is where new migrants were quarantined for a while. Obviously, Presumably not now. I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't know. <laughs> Multi-venue it. And mm. according to the Screaming Tomato, it has great views, presumably across Sydney Harbour, which mm. would be brilliant. So uh, we wish you all the best with that. Yes. Now, sadly, we've lost two actors in the last week, uh, two very well-known names, Angela Lansbury, who was very old indeed, and Robbie Coltrane, who really wasn't very old. No. And and not only were they great actors, they were fantastic human beings as well. So Angela Lansbury apparently used to insist for Murder, She Wrote, which she must have recorded hundreds of those, um, all of them watched by Wife of Grumpy's mother. Who was obsessed. Uh, uh, Obsessed and really enjoyed them. She liked Mm. a good uh, murder mystery. That one and the Doctor uh, one. What, Doctor Who? No, the one, he's a doctor and his son is a policeman. 
Oh, yes, with Dick Van Dyke. Yes. Oh, yeah. Was it Analysis Murder? No. Oh, I don't recognise that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Angela Lansbury used to hire guest actors of the Golden Age that had aged out of the game because it allowed them to earn the union points they needed for insurance, pensions, etc., which is a truly lovely thing to do. Incredible thing, thing to do, yes. Yeah. And one of the things that uh, came out of Robbie Coltrane's passing is a lot of the young actors in Harry Potter have said how much of a father figure he was and helped them with acting. And, and some of those scenes, you know, filmed at night in the middle of a forest, must have been quite scary as a small child. And, you know, scary he now as a full-on adult. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. So, we, you know, we all need a Hagrid in our lives every now and then. Yeah, we do. I found it. What's it called? Diagnosis Murder. Oh, that was close. It was really close. And that's why I was like, I think that was right. But then it wasn't quite right. But Diagnosis Murder. I remember Robbie Coltrane mostly for Cracker, which would have been about 30 years ago, probably before you were born. uh, Probably. Probably. Do you know how old your daughter is? Not really, no. (laughs) I'm Uh, under 30. (laughs) Well, 30 is sort of a general period in the 90s, really. I'm four um, years under 30, thank you. Yes, okay. Uh, well, and reducing by the minute. <laughs> Cheers. Anyway, one of my favourite quotes of his from Cracker was, I drink too much, I smoke too much, I gamble too much, I am too much. Which I think summed up that character brilliantly. I think probably the Cracker character and Robbie Coltrane were quite a distance apart in terms of the, the presence. Yeah, so very sad losses, both of those. Very, yes fine actors you had a question about deer which i know you got the answer for but i think i think you should be publicly shamed (laughs) not thinking it through before you sent me a message saying please include about deer on the show do you know what and i was thinking about it for a long time before i came to the conclusion i think i was driving i think i saw a deer maybe Okay. Or I was singing. I was singing. That's what I was. I was oh singing. Oh my god! It gets worse. Yeah. What was the song um, from the hills? Doa deer. Not... Yes. Yeah. Sound yeah, of yeah. music. Yeah. Sound of music. So I was singing doa deer, a female deer, obviously. And then I was like, wait. So a female deer is called a doe. A male deer is called a stag. So what's a deer? <laughs> yes. And I pondered, what's a deer? What's the point in calling it a deer for a very long time before I realised that a human. There's a female and a male, and it's called female and male, and they are all humans. And then that's what a deer is. A deer is the species, and then a doe is a female and a stag is a male. But it took me a while to come to that, and I was kind of disappointed in myself when I realised. Yes, that is somewhat saddened. Yeah. Okay, so the second one that you sent me, which was Brooklyn Nine-Nine is the best show ever. Oh, I've just started re-watching it. It's my all-time favourite show. It's the broadness of characters. There's so many different character types all together. It's just hilarious to be perfectly honest with you. Like I, I've, wa- I've been watching it and I just can't not laugh at every single episode. And I've come to the conclusion my favourite character is the captain who's called Raymond Holt. His personality traits are just so like on point. He's like the most emotionless person ever. And then every now and then they'll just give him a bit of emotion and he'll just like burst with something. And I think the one that made me message you saying that was he had sprained his wrist. So, and he went, walked through like, I I don't know what that, a pen. Is that what they're called? The pen, the ball, 
bullpen. Bullpen. Sometimes they use that phrase when there's a whole bunch of desks in sort of cubes and cubicles. They use it a lot in suits. They call it the bullpen for the, yeah. the junior uh, lawyers. But where all the detectives are sat, and then he's obviously got his own office because he's captain. So he walks through all of them, and they're all asking him what happened. And I can't remember what he said actually happened. Or if he didn't, it was very simple, whatever it was. And then he walked over to the main character, who's called Peralta, who's like a bit of a child joker character, very good at his job, but can't take anything seriously, and said, do you want to know how I really sprained my wrist? And explained to him that he had done it at a hula hooping class with his husband. And he was showing him all the pictures of and telling him all of the moves that he had mastered. And Peralta's face, his smile just gets bigger and bigger. And he's like, why are you telling me this? And he's like, because no one will believe you. Deletes the pictures and walks off. And I'm like, that's just absolute genius. <laughs> that is very good. That is really yeah. very, very good. I highly recommend watching it if you haven't. They're only 30 minutes, so they're nice little spurts of joy. Yes, they're good. And you're right, the characters really are very, very good. Very different mm. and uh, well well penned out, I think. Mm. The other series we've watched a couple of old ones is The Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Which I th- the early ones I thought were, were particularly good. Mm. Really good. I haven't seen that for a long time. Uh, no, it pops up on one of the channel fours uh channels channel four channels every now and then uh, so always always worth a little watch anyway talking about sprained items and injuries you told me you had a first aid course injury i did I don't think it's supposed to work that way around no, i think not. you're supposed to learn how to um, fix injuries not actually have them so it's an emergency first aid at work which this time round, normally i've been in a company where it's big enough that they host the course at the venue where i worked in yes. like hotels yeah. before and they need everyone to be first aid trained otherwise working out shifts is just too hard so like they get an instructor in so this is actually the first one i've done with people i don't know and at saint i did it with saint john because why not do it with saint john makes sense yes absolutely um and I forgot how good the course is, actually. You learn a lot, and lots of stuff's changed since I did it three years ago as well. Do you use the doll things for CPR? They're called they, Annie's. They terrify me. I picked one up that didn't have a face. Oh, so God, it just had the plastic. It didn't no. have the, like, silicone no. face bit. And I literally took it to her, and I was like, do you have a spare face, please? Because <laughs> I was, like, oh, I was no, so petrified no. by this thing. She put that it's mad how much difference that weird yeah. bit of flappy face makes. But yeah, it's terrifying without the face. But they're pretty solid. I don't know. You've done first aid before, mm. haven't you? So we were doing uh we were doing choking. So we were doing the back smacks and then the Heimlich maneuver, which they don't call that the Heimlich maneuver anymore. It's no, they don't. abdominal thrusts. Do you know why? I do know why. Because whatever his actual name is, something Heimlich, um, thought that the back hits, smacks, whatever they're called, he didn't agree with them and he didn't want his name associated with them. So he's removed, he's asked for his name to be removed from the manoeuvre because he thought his way was the only way that would work. Oh, that's interesting because that's not the story I heard. Well, that's what the St. John lady told me. Yeah, well, the St. John person, when I did, of course, many years ago, said that they have to pay to use the word Heimlich. So they don't call it the Heimlich Maneuver, even though the it's the same thing where you yeah. stand behind and you pull upwards. To be honest, abdominal thrust, if you said that to someone, I feel like you could work that out. If, you'd nev- if you never knew what it was, 
Never heard of it before. You said no. show me an abdominal thrust. No, you look at you look at people in the street and yeah, their true, inability true. to operate a door that says pull or push <laughs> on it. And I include myself in that as well. Yeah, true. That is true. But anyway, so the dolls are pretty hard. They didn't have any choking Charlies, which is their new ones that oh. they have. They called they're called choking Charlies that are a bit softer, so you can really like smack them hard, so you can do it properly as you would do it on a human. Yeah. To do a abdominal thrust, you put one hand in with your thumb knuckle poking out, the other hand on top into the bit on the Annie doll where the it it's kind of sticks out a bit so you can see where the ribs would be into the little crevice in the middle and push in and up and on an Annie doll that is so painful because it is literally solid and I came away with a bruise all down the side of my thumb where I was like doing it properly I should have just not done it properly but you got practice well no that's not the point you need to do it yeah exactly otherwise there's no point in yeah, and the same when we started then doing CPR. So you put one hand over the other and interlock the fingers. And the hand underneath was literally getting crushed. I guess a bruise over saving someone's life. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll take that any day. Twice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, when I was a very young lad at the Scouts, we used to have the Sussy Annies, as they were called. Um, but they were full-length models, and they always came in a red or a blue tracksuit. And this is where my fear of them comes from. Yeah, that's creepy. At least these don't have arms and legs. But they were all sort of like foam and not very well connected. <laughs> and it, uh, they were just hideous. And they, when they first started putting defibrillators in the village, mm. St. John, and we got a really good St. John, um, I don't know what you call base? it. Base? Group, yeah, base mm. in, in the village. And they came and did some free lessons in the village hall for who, whoever wanted to come. Yeah. And they got these things out. And I, just, I said to the, the lady from St. John, I said, do you know, I'm really terrified of these things from a child. And she just looked at me as if I was barking mad. <laughs> <laughs> I wandered off. There was a, uh, to be fair, I was with a group of, no offence, slightly older people. Mm. And they all said they creeped them out. So... That's why, because they saw the full-sized Sussy yeah. Annie's. Whereas I think actually St. John people are quite young. Like a lot of, well, the lady, the girl we had, she was only 21 yes. and she was instructing. Yeah. So she would never have seen that because I've never seen one. I've only ever seen an Annie or a Choking Charlie. Orange Marshall too uh, was heavily involved in St. John before we joined the Lions. So uh, I'll ask him, see whether he's mm. ever seen a full-length Annie. And and a picture would be nice. I'd like to see what it looked like. Oh, there'll be there'll be pictures on the internet of terrified scouts and full size annies. Yes. Changing the subject slightly. Oh yeah. Um, two firsts this week, which, as you know, it's a first and a second of the same thing. I've had a grown up conversation on Facebook. What do you mean? Well, I've had some spectacular problems with asking questions on there. For example, last Christmas. We decided to, for our Lions Market stall, to make some Christmas trees from horseshoes, old horseshoes. Oh, yes. And we did a prototype, Mm. and I bought some from eBay, and we made a couple of them. And then I put a message on the community group saying, has anybody got horseshoes they're prepared to donate so we can make stuff for the stall? Anyway, a few people came back, and I, I got a really good supply of them, and I'm very grateful for that. But I'd done them, so they were points downwards. Yes. Because they were easier to uh, assemble like that, and then you can hang 
the baubles from them a bit easier. Now, of course, somebody came out and said, oh, that's bad luck, which actually, there's a very long story I'm not going to go into, but I it's think not we necessarily... I think we did. Anyway, so I've had a few experiences like that when I've just asked for something. Same with the camper van. I asked about the fridge and then it just kicked off. Somebody said, yeah, and they got really personal. And it wasn't anything to do with me. It was the two guys that had answered something. So I have sort of stayed away from making comments because it just, it's like throwing petrol on a fire. To be honest. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Anyway, so there's a group, one of the groups I look at at Facebook is uh, the Group B rally car era. So mm-hmm. there's lots of photos from the 80s when I used to go watch a lot of rallying. Yeah. And there's a famous photo of Mark Lovell in a Ford RS200 that had rolled on the Scottish rally. And as the car's coming back onto his feet, the windscreen's popped out. He's out halfway out the windscreen. God! And somebody thought, what on earth was he doing? Now, I remembered reading about this somewhere years ago that he was terrified of fire in the car and apparently they were quite prone to catching fire so Uh, he was on his way out if there was any yeah yeah. quite quite a sensible thing to do anyway somebody then i got a oh somebody's replied to your comment i'm going oh oh no (laughs) and he said oh yeah i remember that it would have been either in car and car conversions or rally sport and i went oh yeah i read both of those in the day and there's still a fair few up in the loft so it might well be up there and there was a decent conversation about mark lovell who sadly passed away at uh, the pike peaks rally some years ago in an accident and i thought that's brilliant that is a proper conversation that is something to be proud of yeah well anyway done. joined another group this week the oh. mark one and two escorts mm. and uh, <clears throat> i had a uh, rally car which i competed in for a couple of years so i posted a copy of that and first comment back was oh mark two arches on a mark one escort i'll get oh god here we go but then the proper comments came in and and they're really nice it's a really good conversation so good groups do exist on facebook they do it's just a matter of trying to find them i have been disappointed this week by facebook actually i specifically joined a group to hear about the rants around where i live oh okay and yes something happened and nobody commented about it i'm not going to comment because i don't want to start anything but i like to read and see what happened yes but no one seemed to pick it up but we um we have some people i don't even know if they live around here to be honest we have some people that like to pretend they're rally drivers or not even rally drivers to be perfectly honest they like to pretend they are I don't even know what to call them, but they do donuts. Boy they races accelerate. is a term we yeah. would use. Oh yeah, many boy years races. Ago. They accelerate really fast, and you can just hear cars, and you can hear like Eeeh! as they're like spinning round. And because it's at night, I can't quite work out where it is. Yeah, it sounds like it's literally yeah. at the end of our road. So I, Chris got home at, um, after work, and I could I've been hearing it for a while. And I said, "Oh, did you see anything?" And he was like, "No." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And there's me, like, on... It's something rants. So I'm there, like, scrolling, like, refreshing, like, someone's got to comment about it soon. Like, someone's going to say something. No one said anything. That's a disappointment. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I said to to Duck Boy, like, can we go down there? I want to see what's going on. But then we came to the conclusion we don't really know where they are. Yeah, it's difficult at night. The sound travels very differently. Mm. And it can be quite a long way away. There is. Although it sounds like it's the end of the road. Mm. Where our Aldi and Home Bargains are, behind that is quite a big space of tarmac. So if I had to guess, I would guess there. Yes, unless you can hear it moving. See what I mean? The sound Well, moving. I think it's going to be a car park. There's two roundabouts not that far away from each other. Yeah. So I think they like do a little 
race round the roundabouts yeah. into the car park, do like a Yui, come back out, go round like a little circuit. It's what I've imagined in my head while I've sat listening to these cars. So if you are tearing up and down roads at night, causing misery for residents, A, petrol can't be expensive enough, mm. nor can tyres. Mm. Neither of those are cheap unless you're using some sort of motorway remould, in which case yeah. you probably shouldn't be on the road. Talking of roads, we had a bit of a trip on oh, Sunday. We really yeah, did. It wasn't, yeah, I'm not going to go into the the how long it took to get home, uh, but we went to a 40th wedding and anniversary that was lovely. party in Derby, which was very pleasant. But it was a bit of a more of a hike back than a hike there. Mm. But there were there was a few things that happened on that day. It was quite a uh, quite a good uh, provider of of topics. Let's yes. put it that way. So first of all, they decided to have this music quiz that was playing through the through the the afternoon, and they'd come up with a playlist of forty uh, number ones. So every number one for the last forty years, and that was the connection with them. Every the number problem... one on the sixteenth of October. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so that was a playlist. Then there was a sheet on the table to fill them all in, which we'll come to in a minute, but. The problem was, is firstly, they turned the music down at the beginning so you couldn't hear it. So yeah. everybody started almost two-thirds of the way through. Mm. And then when that playlist started, another playlist started, which I have to say was a lot better. <laughs> a lot, lot better. So we got this sheet full that Wifer Grumpy had started filling in. Now, there was a, it was like a grid, like a spreadsheet, so two columns mm. and lots of rows. So she started off putting the artist on the left and the name of the track on the right, then about halfway down, got it the wrong way round, so put one of those double arrows that really doesn't mean anything, <laughs> and then started the other way round, and, and then ran out of space, was then writing it, because now we're on to the second playlist. So there was a, there was a bit of bit of confusion with that but it was yeah. quite, so quite quite good fun and there was a red herring as well and i think we may have bribed somebody to get that well i, I think, think how are you meant own. to guess the red herring when the wrong playlist came on they're all red herrings <laughs> yes that's very true actually yes they all are but we're driving home and I, the rain that we drove through was was just torrential yeah it was torrential rain and uh, to be i wasn't driving wife of grumpy was driving if i'd been driving i would have either spent a couple of hours asleep in a lay-by or checked into a hotel because Ditto. I couldn't see the road. I couldn't see all. the road either. I don't I don't know if I've got this from you then. I go into slight panic in that weather. Absolutely hate it. We were also in the MX5, which is very low. Yeah. So the spray, I couldn't see a thing. Yeah. I said to Duck Boy, can you actually see where you're going? And he was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And I was like sat in the car, like in a breached position, just waiting for someone to hit us or to us to hit something. Well, we we got off the motorway, uh, off the M1, went past Silverstone, and then didn't touch the motorway all the way home. But the quality of white lines and cat's eyes is is appalling, utterly, mm. utterly appalling. You get a new piece of road, and the cat's eyes are fantastic, but what are we doing? I mean, we're talking about road safety, and yet the roads aren't that sa- the roads themselves aren't safe. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you do to get uh, to get it improved. I mean, they're there, but they've either popped out or they're dirty or mm. they're just not efficient. But you know, for some of those roads, it was it was colossally difficult to drive on. Yeah, we did see a couple of sites. Now, I'm a big fan of Truck in Hell, 
and uh, it's a regular are, yes. regular viewing in, in here and I was <laughs> delighted to drive past a crouch recovery vehicle on the M1 uh, so much so I videoed it and sent it to uh, the horse whisperer who's a is almost almost as big a fan as I am of it so that was quite quite cool to see but as we're driving up we're witnessing the usual driving in the middle lane and blocking yeah. the whole motorway type tactics and we come up behind this green odd looking car and on the roof it had you know when you get a banner you can buy a metal frame to put it in and then you stand yes. it up so yeah. it had one of those as a as like a big bar of Toblerone on the roof of this car oh. and as and it's stuck in the middle lane and, and you know people are undertaking and we drove past on the correct side of it and I looked at the sign and it says mindfulness and self-awareness courses <laughs> that's going to be the worst the absolute worst oh, he advert needs to take for that. one <laughs> yeah absolutely right that is so funny and as we're driving oh I don't know where we were at this point uh oh it was the A34 near Oxford and the satnav car, or the Google Maps, comes up with um, fork right or stay to the right on a bit of road that doesn't fork really. It's a turning, and that got me wondering whether it knows if lots of people go wrong at that point and then have to come back on. Oh. So I don't know if there's any artificial intelligence in Google Maps to say, well, actually, lots of people make a mistake here, so we're going to just make sure you don't make the same mistake, which would be really cool if that. Yeah. It only did it once, and there was no apparent reason for it because it was it was the A thirty four. There was nothing complicated about the junction, but I do Ooh. wonder if people just who were Make intending to go straight on. Yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to know. It would be actually. Now we had a, a little bit of a, an incident at Grumpy Towers yesterday, and I ended up having to take wife of Grumpy to A and E where we spent a glorious eight hours, um, which is no fault of the medical profession whatsoever. It's just how long it took to get blood tests, and then we had to wait a bit for some more and what have you. And everything was okay, so there's nothing to worry about. However, there was an incident. So there was. So we're sat uh, on two chairs by a post, Mm. and behind this post is something that looks like a controller for a Nintendo Switch. So it's oh. got two big buttons on it and then a little display in the middle. Oh anyway, God. we're sat there. We've been there uh, about 40 minutes, maybe an hour. Yeah. And wife of Grumpy puts her head back and all of a sudden this klaxon goes off and the crash team run out of the uh, major injury bit, running around looking. Look at the go, where, 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 where? where? Uh, and wife of Grumpy says, I think I just hit the button my head and I said well don't make eye contact just look somewhere oh else my God. And they're, they're looking in the toilet they're all over the place looking for it presumably they're expecting somebody on the ground or yeah. to be a kerfuffle rather than two elderly people sat there <laughs> going don't look at don't make eye contact so the penalty for this was we had to sit there for another couple of hours with the thing going beep Oh Beep. no! You know, if you just Beep. said something, they probably would have stopped it. They probably would. Have. So, so, wife of crappy said, "I'm going to press a button to stop it. Don't you dare touch it." Yeah, <laughs> don't do it twice. Do it once, fine. Definitely twice, don't no. do it twice. So, oh, top God. tip: if you are feeling a bit ill at the Royal Surrey in Guildford, then pressing the button, you will get really good care. Yeah, <laughs> or, or they will be off. there in a flash. <laughs> They will be there in a flash. You'll be getting resussed, even though you're still moving. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely right. So yeah, so that was quite entertaining in a in a very long afternoon and yeah. evening. And, and thank goodness, Marks and Spencers has a shop there that's open twenty four hours. That's all mm. I can say. So you can can have two meals there without uh, without trying too much. Only two. We only had two. But I I'd, I'd had lunch just before we went. Oh. So well, uh, yes, I only had one meal there, which was their prawn sandwich, which Ooh, nice. possibly not completely vegan. Nah, we can't beggars can't be choosers uh, strangely the day before i'd had their spinach and falafel wrap which i thought was very nice it's really creamy at the bottom turns out it's feta cheese <laughs> <laughs> oops now i'm slightly shocked today to um, find out it's 10 years since felix gumbumgartner or whatever however you pronounce his surname jumped from space well that dude that went up in the big Yep, ten Stop. years. I know. I was, I was, I was shocked. Oh Almost God, I'm day. old. You're really old. Yeah, I mean, I remember it like it was a week last Friday. It was one of the most amazing things. It really was. I've seen on the telly, and a lot of it is because you see all of it live, and that mm. that bit where he just got out and he just went. Just, yeah. And then he started tumbling. I mean, what? It's one of those things where you do it and you go. Oh, I really wish I hadn't. Cause yeah, yeah. Instantly, just, oh, what the hell have I done? Yeah. When is this going to end? Um, and it was an amazing, amazing thing to watch. Oh, but, uh, ten, 10 years. years. Yeah, I know, 10 years. That is worrying. Now, Wife of Grumpy had another incident. Mm. Oh, uh, God. Saturday. <laughs> She's yes. on a roll. <laughs> yeah, it's on a bit of a roll. So took a car to the local uh, hand car wash to be mm. cleaned. Inside and out, so top job. Uh, well, they do a very good job in there, but she said she was stood out of the car watching them clean it, and they get in to move it round from the wet area to the dry area and then round to the vacuum. And she said she was watching the guy in there having a really good pick of his nose. Uh, and then you think, what's he going to do with it? Well, just wipe it on the side and then hoover it up. Oh, well, and he's going, oh, I think I may have banged on the window if it was me. But it explains why the driver of the Range Rover who was in front of them didn't get out of the car. In fact, they were hoovering inside around him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not having any bogeys in my car from you no. lot, so I'm going to drive it. And talking of driving, I found out whilst reading a magazine in A&E yesterday that apparently the uh, three-wheeler, which if you think back to just after the Second World War, mm. Reliant and Morgan brought in three-wheelers under 750 yeah, kilograms because you could drive them on a motorbike licence. Yeah. So you could have a car without taking a car test. But today, you can't drive a three-wheeler until you're 21. Which doesn't that make any sense stupid. to me. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. We were discussing this. I thinking, well, maybe they might fall over a bit easier. But then how many 21... But then a two-wheeler... You can drive at 16. Well, you drive a moped at 16. But I, I guess you know that's going to fall over if, you, if you're stupid. Yeah, I guess. Whereas maybe you think, oh, three wheels will be fine. A bit like a three-legged stall. Mm. But I don't understand why. Well, for two reasons. One is uh, it's, it's a cheap car. And I don't believe there's any three-wheelers in production anymore, apart from the Morgan, but that's monstrously expensive. So you're, you're unlikely to get a 21-year-old buying a three, three-wheeler Morgan. No, I and, you know, if they're going to go and buy a Reliant Robin or a Bond Bug, then it's going to be a handful of people. It's not, yeah, it's and they're not really... going to be the kind of people that are there to tear it round. No. So I don't understand that. And I was quite I was quite surprised because obviously in a previous career, we sold uh, trikes. Trikes. 
which you could drive on a. We well, had to have a car license because they were too heavy. Mm. But, yeah, so you can drive strange. a trike to your twenty-one. Presumably not. I've not looked into it, so there may be some nuances that weren't in the article. Mm. But yeah, it's very strange indeed. Yeah. Very strange. I've always quite fancied a, a bright orange Bond bug. Uh, fortunately, I'm well over the age of 21, so that's not going to be... You'll be fine. So, have you got a top tip for us this week? I do, and do you know what? I pre-planned this one. Fantastic. It did happen to me today, and I remembered to write it down. Very well, it good. It happened to me yesterday, but I remembered to write it down, so I was really Very proud of good. myself for that. So. Good. Very good. Wasn't Thank that you. last week's top tip? Probably. <laughs> um, so, my... my Top tip is if you're booking yourself onto a virtual course, make yes. sure that the course is in your time zone and not in oh, a different time zone, no. which then means you have to start your course at 7am, like I did today. Oh, that could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have been a lot worse. It was Central European time, yeah, so time. An hour earlier. Oh, yeah. No. no, they were an hour later, aren't they? Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, so they so started at 8 here, yeah. and I started at 7. So it was quite an early starting course anyway. But I think that was because there were some people from India on the course too. And it was when we started, we went around and said what time it was for everyone. Because fun little icebreaker. Um, and they said it was half 11 when we started. Yes, India's funny, isn't it? It's got, yeah, it's like an half, hour and hour, half. It's got half hour time zones. I've just realised that. Literally just then, I was like, wait, but it was seven o'clock for me. I th- I'm not sure, but I think, uh, possibly America, but I think India is the only country that has half hour difference times. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. so I think that's why it started at eight, because it is like a global course. Anyone can book onto it. But I checked yesterday, because in my head I thought it was eight o'clock. I've been thinking it's eight o'clock for ages. And then I was, before I set my alarm, I was like, oh, I'll just double check my course start time. And then I checked, clicked on my diary, and thankfully invite had like gone automatically onto my diary yeah and had adjusted for the time and it was like seven and i was like oh my god it's so, a yeah. very easy mistake to make and it's very easy to then turn up an hour late yes and then i panicked that i hadn't booked an english course yes that's because yes, the that's time difference and then i was thinking about it and then i remembered that my confirmation email with like the info for the link and stuff was all in english so it must be in english and then obviously it was in English. But yes, do check where the time zone in which you're booking your course onto. Very good advice. Yeah. I have a completely unrelated fun fact to that. Love it. It's about cats. I <laughs> love that, yes. <laughs> so specifically, it's about ships' cats, which were a common feature on many trading, exploration and navy ships dating back to ancient times. And they earned their keep um, for many reasons, but mostly to uh, control rodents, so mice and rats and things that would eat the food. Oh, there's a little comment coming in. Yep. How does a rat get on a boat if the boat's in the sea? They swim. To what? In the sea? Rats, rats will swim. You're telling yeah. me there's a rat in the Atlantic Ocean that's going to get on a boat? Well, you've heard the term rats leaving a sinking ship. Well, they don't drown, they swim. So they leave one sinking ship. Well, they have gangplanks, don't they? There's all sorts of reasons why you get mice and rats in on boats. I mean, if it wasn't the case, the cats would be unemployable. True, true. Anyway, to go back to my point, is that the crew often made them their own hammocks. Cute. <laughs> yeah, and there's a glorious picture here, which I'll post on the socials. Of oh, that is so cute. Able-bodied cat gulpers, chief mouser. 
Um, this was on the HMS Barflower, a World War II British destroyer, but no cats on Royal Navy ships since 1975, they stopped them. Does that mean there are now rats on cruises because there's no cats on cruises? No, th- no, this is on Royal Navy boats. So there may well be a cat on your big expensive cruise, but I somewhat doubt it. I would like that. Imagine going on a cat cool. cruise. That would be quite fun. It'd be horrible for the cat. Why do you say that? That cat looks very comfortable and quite yeah, happy. They'd just get used to it, wouldn't they? They yeah. wouldn't, they'd roam yeah, around. I suppose so, yeah. It's like being an inside cat. I suppose so, but more wobbly. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.